0: Welcome everybody, this is What's Up For You. And um, we're gonna, I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have or have a dialogue or conversation even about what's coming up um, in any way, shape or form. And we'll start where we always start, which is in the heart, right? So um, let's just go into our heart space first. And let's just breathe into the heart, into the center of the heart, literally as if it's the only place that we can breathe into. So breathe directly into the heart. Nice and deep. And when you exhale out, we're gonna exhale out 360 degrees around us. We can all use a nice little buffer from the outside world right now. So inhaling deep into the heart space and exhaling out 360 degrees. And before we go any further, I want you to really pay attention to the fact that there is an energy that can emanate from the center of your heart space out and around you. It's almost like there's a pulse or an energetic expanse that can be initiated by the breath that's moving from inside to outside. And I want us to be aware that from this place that we can actually create our own energetic environments. Right, we can actually create our own energetic environments just by breathing into this space and exhaling it out 360 degrees. And this particular capacity is a capacity that's well worth practicing right now. So let's take another inhale into that space and exhaling out 360 degrees. We'll inhale again, and this time when we exhale out, we'll exhale out From our presence to the presence of others in this group. And the last inhale here, we'll inhale through the heart. And we're going to exhale out to humanity. Out to all sentient beings. There we go. There we go. And when you're ready, just nice deep inhale and exhale and let's breathe our eyes open. So before we get started with the questions, I just want to make a comment about this inside to outside energy. If you were, um if you all are on the monthly energy sessions that I offer. Monday um, of in January, there was a really fundamental shift in the way energy was flowing. And that wasn't something that was contrived, but something that just literally showed up in the moment that we were doing that monthly energy session. And so, um, and what basically happened, it feels important to say that before we start today, sorry, <laughs> um, around about the uh, the equinox, um, the or the winter solstice, uh, there was kind of an energetic shift or a repatterning that was available. And by the beginning of January, when we had that session, I was really noticing that that shift had literally taken place. So, let me describe that. When we first were born, when each one of us were born, we took in information from our worlds. We took it in from literally the DNA of our parents. So we took in a lot of, we took in information and we took in information primarily because we needed to. We needed to know what it was like to be part of the human condition. And we also needed to know what we were gonna be working on and through in our contribution into the human condition. So when we were born, we received DNA information, we received emotional, physical, mental information from our parents and the environment around us. And that worked really well, except we're going through a rebirth now. We're going through a spiritual or energetic rebirth now. And in that rebirth, we are now learning again to work from the inside out. So instead of having all this energy come in and imprinting us, so that we could understand where we were and maybe a little bit about what we were here to do, on Monday of the, the first Monday in January, last Monday, we, we shifted that. And so now one of, the, one of the things that, and that's why I did that particular energy exercise, I'd really like to invite us to go into that place within us that is already whole, that place within us that is our essence. And we can broadcast that out and through anything, right? So when you come up to a stumbling block, you come up to a mental, emotional uh, issue, Uh, confusion, frustration, irritation, pain, you name it, go right to that place that is already whole and total within you and broadcast that out through it. And you will dissipate that energy, right? It has the ability to show you two things, one that you can, (laughs) it'll show you that you can dissipate just about anything, but also 2 it'll be like this constant reinforcement that that comes first in your world. And all of the other information that's coming in from the outside is second. So anyway, okay, that's where I wanted to start. And now I'll take any questions you've got. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna read this. It's a long question. And
1: then you can generalize it. Okay. Okay, I have been getting flashbacks of, having, of past experiences out of nowhere while doing mindless things like brushing my teeth or loading the dishwasher. Often it's a moment of seeing myself in my travels in other countries, which brings me back to fond memories, fond memories, other times a visual of something from 40 to 50 years ago will play out in a short clip that I haven't thought about since it took place. And Many times something I regret will come up and ruminate about it condemning myself, feeling like I'm not getting good enough person I thought that I thought I was. More and more, I get random images like, Um, Let's see, more and more I get random images popping out of the ethers that mean nothing and are gone as quickly as I notice them. All in all, I feel heavy and I'm having a hard time finding joy despite the clearings we have been doing in the weekly energy sessions.
0: Cool. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so we have to understand that right here right now in our human experience. We are not just clearing this lifetime of information, nor are we just clearing our own personal lifetimes of information. We are uh, unilaterally and collectively clearing for the collective and we are clearing multiple lifetimes, multiple times, multiple spaces, multiple realities. So the very first thing I wanna say is the moment that we start identifying something that is moving through us as ours, oh, this is mine, this is mine. I feel heavy and therefore I'm bad or I'm wrong. Please, please, please. We gotta reorient that completely in our own consciousness because this idea that we are, (laughs) um, that somehow this is our body our mind, our emotions, it's just not true. And we each have a unique skill set. We each have unique uh, um, capacities, right? But every single one of us is trying to transmute the collective right now. So when you have information show up about past memories, and sometimes those will be your memories. Sometimes those will be uh, memories of other lifetimes and or the collective. Again, go back into the heart space, go back into what you actually are and broadcast it out through there. Let's keep it really nice and simple because the minute you go into the head and try to figure out what that is, um, the, that's the very moment that you're going to make it about you as an individual. And it's the very moment that you can then condemn you for having that experience. We, we just have to be so kind and so loving and so compassionate to ourselves right now. And it takes a little bit of, um, it takes a little bit of undoing or rewiring, but the easiest way to rewire is the moment you're hearing those, you're having an experience, it really doesn't matter where it's from or what it's about, you're having it. It's, it's information. Let's go right back to the totality of our being, the core of our being, whether you see that in the heart or feel that as a presence in your body, and broadcast that out and through it, right? That's, that will organize that energy faster than anything I know right now. And that particular trajectory of energy, as far as I can tell, has only been available for a few weeks. It's like we weren't even able to access that point until just a few weeks ago. So, so it's new. Um, But try it, but try it. I think you'll really like the the benefit of it.
1: Okay, so this question is, when you speak about breathing out from the heart in 360, 360 degrees, do you mean like a disc or a record emanating from the heart level or do you mean spherically like a bubble around us?
0: I typically see it spherically but um, but either works, you know, again, um, we're each designed kind of a little bit differently, uniquely. I like, personally, I like the visual of the sphere. And when I was working with a lot of kids with autism, especially, you know, in, in creating spaces for them, we usually use that spherically. I like the idea of kind of being in a little bit of a bubble so that yeah, so that the information that is coming to me is going to meet the totality of me long before it meets my mental, my emotional, or my physical experience, right? You have a little bit of a buffering system. So, yeah. The, I'll tell you one thing, though, about the disc. When you when you think about an energetic disc that goes out from the heart, there, there are other... Um, benefits and implications to sending something out in a disc. And that has to me, in my world anyway, primarily to do with as we're anchoring more and more of our uh, presence of our essence, as we're embodying more and more, we can send that energy out on a plane um, very purposefully. And so like, if you, want, if you want more heart in the world, you can send that out on a disc, like on a plane, and that will add that. That's when you're doing something more specifically. If you want more power in the world, you go into the essence and the core of your own power and you broadcast that out into the world, right? So you can use those different energy centers to broadcast out, um, whatever you intend to broadcast out. And when you do that, that's helpful to do um, as a disc. Yeah, I guess is the best way to say it.
1: All right, this question is uh, more direct towards person, so you can shift it to a general. I have a contraceptive implant inserted and I would like to know if it's detrimental in any way. also have been having several nosebleeds late- lately which i used to suffer with as a child is there anything to worry about
0: um there there are a couple of different hold on give me just a second cuz there's a few different layers and levels of response that can be given here so as far as the the contraceptive Device. Um, the only thing that I would say is at. Um, the only thing I would say here is that at some point you may want to have it adjusted or removed and replaced because it's almost like the energy coagulates around that center, and especially when we're talking about. Um, when we're talking about that whole that whole area, that whole sacral basically area, the power of your own divine feminine, the power of your creativity, that kind of energy. it's not so much that that device is creating, you know wreaking havoc or anything like that. but at some point, if there is pressure and or pain associated with it, have it taken out and have it reset. And, and as you do that, intend that you are kind of allowing a breather of that kind of energy. It's like you're resetting that divine feminine energy, that creativity, that, that capacity to create. Yeah, so I would look at it that way. As far as the nosebleed is concerned, there's a couple different things going on. One, um, part of it is literally moisture or the need for more moisture in that on like a very physical level. But the other thing too, is there is a lot of information that's being broken up in your, um, in your sinus cavity. And a lot of it has to do with, I would say like past uh, past hurts, past angers, past frustrations, and quite honestly, my guess is that the nosebleed and the the question about the nosebleed and the question about the um, the contraceptive device kind of go hand in hand because there's there's um, and we all have <laughs> let me tell you we all have we all have anger we all have resentment we all have um, those kinds of energies, and we're not gonna condemn ourselves in any way, shape, or form for that. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna say, okay, we can clear that energy. Yes, we've all had it. I can pinpoint n- numerous times where those two things would go together for me as well. So so on the one hand, moisture, you need more moisture in the sinus cavity. On the other hand, sinuses can really represent frustration and anger and irritation. And that's probably related to the um, cervical implant um, and just what it represents, just what what it is. So I would look at those two areas um, together. And again, as you're reflecting on those, go back to the core of your essence, go back to the purity of your own being and broadcast that energy out through those places and spaces so that you're clarifying, you're purifying those places within you, yep. All
1: right, so this one is, uh, would like insights and would be grateful for insights and solutions to digestive issues.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, we all need those right now. It's like, there's so much to digest. I mean, it's like, and probably between, now and March, um, my guess is between now and the spring equinox, and uh, that there's gonna be a whole lot more to digest that's gonna be coming out um, within the collective. So again, our physical digestive systems are not just designed to digest food, our physical digestive systems and the organs associated with them digest information multidimensionally. So on the physical level, it is helpful to support our digestive systems. It is helpful to um, have foods and or supports supplements, whatever that support digestion. But again, not because that's the end all be all. We do that simply because we understand that we're multidimensional beings having a human experience. And the easier it is for our physical digestion, the easier it is for us to multi-dimensionally digest what's moving through us. So, um, and what I will say is keep it simple when we're looking at things to support digestion, um, things, really simple, you know, um, things like uh, lemon water first thing in the morning, you know, hot lemon water can really go a long ways. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be rocket science, you know, we just want to be able to be loving and kind to that part of our bodies, to that, those systems within our bodies. And One thing I learned a long time ago actually from the collective consciousness of the kids, it's not so much what we do, but the intention behind what we do that really makes all the difference. So if you're having a cup of hot lemon water every morning with the intention that that's supporting your digestive system and that you're supporting it with the greatest ease, then it shall be. Right, um, you're we are powerful beings, so set those intentions. They're really remarkable. Okay, so
1: this question is about they're writing a beautiful book, a fictional book about the new earth, mm. and they're having a hard time focusing and
0: making it a priority. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it's because there's so, um, I get, again, back to the digestion question. I mean, there's so much information um, playing out in so many different ways. And um, I have a few focal points that I'm needing to pay attention to right now too. And I'm doing the exact same thing. It's like, I get stuck in other places sometimes. So, So again, we can, a lot of times, when we say, you know, I've got this intention and I'm not meeting this intention, a lot of times the next thing that happens is we start beating ourselves up for not paying attention to what we kind of would like to put our attention on. So, first and foremost, we're not going to beat ourselves up. I'm that it's, um, we really, really have to be kind to ourselves. If we had any idea, the sheer volume of information that we were trying to process and digest in any given moment you know biologically psychologically neurologically we are being completely and utterly rewired on every single level of our being if we understood that to even a small degree we would understand that it is difficult to hold a particular focus sometimes for a longer period of time. So anytime you notice that you'd like to go down this pathway, you'd like to focus on this, and it just doesn't seem to be happening, again, let's just first have kindness for ourselves, love and compassion for ourselves. And second, just let's go back and set the intention that 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 information come to us um, as it's needed, as it's required. One of the other things that you're really gonna notice moving forward is although we've been able to pretend to live in linear time up until this time, eh, that's getting kind of uh, reorganized. So what you're gonna notice is that we're gonna start to work maybe smarter, not harder. So to me, harder is working in a linear way. I've got this project to finish and I wanna finish it on this day. Um, Sharon and I know this, we've we've practiced this quite a bit um, working together over the years. So set the intention and then allow the intention to come to you. Allow the intention to be met by you because what will happen is you'll have like a flash of oh my gosh all this information that needs to go into this new book or this new project whatever it is and you'll write it all down and you'll get all excited and it'll start a big wave of energy and then that energy will die out and it'll stop for a while and let it let it it's like waves coming in and out of the ocean the ocean's already there the project's already complete right? On one level, you're just going to allow the waves to come in and, and take action when the waves come in, and then you're going to allow that, those waves to go back out and gather energy again, and it'll come back in and do it again. All you want to do is keep setting your intention that this is what you are going to complete, right? but you allow it to have its own pattern, its own wave pattern as to when it comes in and when it goes out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one is, uh,
1: they're struggling with confidence around their work. It is divinely inspired and for several months, um, was in a state of flow and inspiration. But in the last month I have become fearful of success. It is out of character for me and feels foreign.
0: Huh, yes. Okay. Um another one I can relate to. Um so so again there can be all kinds of reasons from all kinds of realities that we would have moments of feeling a fear of success or a f- or even a fear of the next iteration of our maybe service in, in the world, right? So, and I just want us to also consider that one, yes, it can be any number of lifetimes of information. We can go down that route, but most people on this planet right now are a little unnerved about the future, yeah? Even, even those of us who are maybe more present with ourselves and more connected in that way, there's still this collective energy of, of I would say of uncertainty and of a lack of confidence of what can actually be created next. And so it could be very likely, and it's what it feels like to me, that the more you step into yourself, which it feels like you're very much doing, the more you are also picking up some of the broader collective energies that are out there. So let's not, again, let's not assume that you as an individual are having a lack of confidence. Let's assume that you are mm, you are privy to or processing the experience of a lack of confidence through you. When we say I am lacking confidence, again we put it right back on ourselves and we make it us and usually what happens right after we say i'm having a lack of confidence the next thing is something must be wrong with me because i'm having a lack of confidence but when we shift it to i'm processing confidence energy or lack thereof through me right then all of a sudden there's a, we take a little different stance it's like the difference between if somebody was standing in front of you and said, I'm feeling a lack of confidence, you would be most likely kind and loving and supportive and gentle with them, you'd be encouraging to that lack of confidence. But the moment that we perceive it as just ours, we have a tendency to not be so nice, <laughs> you know, to beat ourselves up a little bit or to think that something's wrong. So um, yeah, so as we go back into that place of, okay, this is the energy of a lack of confidence and I'm experiencing the energy of a lack of confidence. If, what would I wanna do? What would I wanna say? How would I want to encourage, right? Let's see it that way because it'll break up that Um, experience of a lack of confidence really quickly. Yeah. We have to get out of the mindset that everything's about us, right? It's like, that it's personal, that it's all, you know, um, it's, uh, we are one in every sense of the word. We are absolutely one. There is no division between it's like giving me chills between any one of us right where and we're all working whether we know it consciously or not we're all always working for the well-being and the balance of the whole that's what that's what we do here it's just part of the programming yep and so we need to as we begin to start shifting that we we do ourselves a great service, and we do humanity a great service. So,
1: okay. So next question: uh, What's up with for me with this new state of heaviness, anxiety, which I am feeling strongly on the right side of my solar plexus? Despite crazy uh, craziness over the past months, I have been fairly stable in my body until now. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we, we all reach our saturation point, you know, and, and again, again, we're all picking up the collective. It goes right back to that. And so we can hold that collective at bay, you know, for a while, we can kind of even say to ourselves, yeah, that's the collective. And, and it kind of stays out there. And all of a sudden, you know, after, um, moving energy in that way for quite some time, we will get to the place that we ourselves are saturated, you know, and about the time that we're saturated, we all of a sudden become overwhelmed with the collective energy of anxiety or stress or whatever that is. So again, um, if it's not just ours, right? So we put somebody in front of us, if you had somebody in front of you that was anxious and even though knowing everything you know, right? Knowing everything that we all know, we also still come into degrees of anxiety, degrees of stress. Um, And again, the moment we make it about us, we kind of have a, we have this, we compress, um, we want to keep our energy open and fluid and flowing, right? If we knew the sheer vastness of our own beings, then any anxiety, any stress is coming into like this vast ocean. It's like a blip. It's like a wave. It's a blip on the, on the screen from that perspective. So, So when that, again, when that anxiety starts to arise, one, it's collective and you're feeling it through your body. Two, the vastness of your own being can help to neutralize and regulate that anxiety. And let's be clear, when we, when we regulate it for ourselves, we regulate it also for the collective. We support the collective. So number one, whatever this experience is, it's not mine alone. It's collective and I'm feeling it through my body. And when I'm feeling it through my body, I want to address it from the vastness of my being. So I wanna go back to feeling that essence within myself, feeling that presence, that grounded presence within myself and broadcasting that out through it. And as we broadcast it out through it, we dissipate that field of energy Right, and so wherever that field of energy came from is now less than it was before. Right, these things that we do in our own homes, in our own moments, within our own realities, they have a huge impact on the collective. Yeah, huge impact. Never underestimate that what you do in your own homes and your with your own in your own bodies, in your own minds, in your own emotions, just, we need to really realize that that's going out everywhere, everywhere, yeah. All right, I hope that's helpful. Uh, let's see, uh,
1: this person is an artist and would like to deepen her contact to nature. What can she do or become more aware of nature?
0: Um, again, you don't have to go anywhere for that. You are nature. We are one with nature already. And so the mind will say we have to go do something or we have to become something. So, um, within, let's say the visual you're giving me is like, let's say with let's say, let's put a sphere up around us again, and let's say there are every facet, every aspect of reality is in that sphere, right? It, it makes up the totality of our being. Each one of us is all that is, ever has been, ever will be. That's part of our unique totality, right? And let's say that you want to find your connection with nature or maybe you want to find your connection with your inner warrior or the magician within you or your innocence or your um, fortitude or whatever those aspects are that we might be seeking in any given moment. Let's just assume that they exist within the sphere of our totality and so when we want to in this case, connect to nature, there is a part of us that is nature. There's a part of us that is intrinsically intertwined and one with nature. Where is that in that sphere of your totality? Some people might see it in a location. Some people might just feel it as an essence that they pull close to them, but let's let's find it. First, let's assume that it's there. Second, let's find it and let's draw it close, right? Let's draw it energetically close. And from drawing it energetically close, you may very well find that all of a sudden you're out hiking somewhere or out talking to a tree or sitting underneath a tree or, you know, communing with um, some element of nature, but that'll be the natural and organic um, uh, unfolding of your experience, right? Of pulling that energy in. So let's give ourselves the beautiful awareness that we are already what we are seeking, yeah? No matter what it is. It, it all exists within the totality of our being. And I guarantee you wouldn't be seeking it <laughs> unless you already were it. <laughs> it's like we don't, we don't, need, that doesn't even come into our consciousness unless we can find it within ourselves. And the more we find it within, the more the outer landscape reflects it back to us. Right. So that we have experiences like that. Yeah.
1: All right, so this one is, uh, my high-functioning autism autistic friend was told as an adult that she wasn't looking at people in the eye. She started to start looking people in the eye, but when she did, she started developing blindness and now she's on drugs to stop her going blind. Uh, I suggested to her with emotional work, what would you recommend?
0: Hmm. Um. She's reflecting our blindness. She's, she's been convinced that she needs to look people in the eye, which she doesn't, she didn't initially do, because when you look in somebody's eyes, right? Eyes are the windows to the soul. And so you look into somebody's eyes. A lot of the kids I've worked with over the years have told me they simply won't look into somebody's eyes either because their energy is too powerful and it's gonna knock the person out. It's a little bit too much information Um, or it's too painful for them to look into somebody else's eyes because they're picking up all the information of that soul So this person, this woman has been convinced that she quote unquote needs to be looking into people's eyes that it's socially the right thing to do. And as she does so, what she's seeing over and over again in their eyes is, mm, makes my, she's seeing their own blindness. Yeah. Um, And so, she is going to take on that energy and reflect that energy back. So first let's give her permission not to look in somebody else's eyes. It's not, it's not her job to clear up somebody else's blindness, but that's what her energy field will do naturally and organically just because of who she is. Yep. So, um, and giving her permission to look at and perceive what she actually can perceive, not just what somebody wants her to perceive. Yeah, that's what I would say to her. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Hold on a second. We're just going to... Hmm. Yeah, so let's just right here, right now, let's breathe into our own heart space. Again, we all have the places within ourselves that we can't see. We all have our own blind spots. That's part of the beautiful reason why we have each other so that we can see our own blind spots um, in the reflection of others. So for this individual though, let's just breathe into our heart space. Let's breathe into the essence and the presence and the vastness of our own being. And as we breathe into that space, let's exhale it out. 360 degrees, almost like a spherical wave and let's broadcast it back out to her. There we go, okay. We're impacting fields of energy all the time. All right, I'm 35 and autistic, and since
1: moving to the United States three years ago, the anxiety, depression, sensory sensitivities, meltdowns, shutdowns, and inserts a whole array of autistic traits here have gone nearly unbearable at times. I have. I think the cultural environment here is just too much for me. I need a break. I'm planning to move to Hawaii probably. And meanwhile, I'm considering antidepressant, antidepressants. I've never been medicated and I'm so resistant to it. When I zoom out, I feel ultimately there is no right or wrong and I can't make a mistake. The medicine is empty in and of itself. But I have such a resistance to taking this kind of medication and working with those kind of doctors. I feel scared and maybe some kind of self-judgment. Do you have any insights?"
0: Mm, Yeah. Um, Okay, hold on a second. It's interesting in some of these um, quote-unquote autistic uh, questions or conversations. um, I don't know if you're noticing it too, but But that field of energy is so refined, that that field of sensitivity for for somebody who ultimately ends up with this type of diagnosis or identifying themselves in this way, in my world, really represents a very, um, it's like a very subtle, refined energy. And if you've got a very subtle, refined, innocent energy that is receiving energy from the collective, you can imagine that that can be quite, um, that can be quite overwhelming and even more overwhelming if there's no way to turn that off, right? So one thing that is helpful, but, but helpful probably more for you over the long term is breathing into the vastness of your being and exhaling that out 360 degrees, so that you breathe, breathe from the inside out, so to speak, instead of the outside in. A lot of autistic individuals are so open um, energetically that they can't help but pull in information from uh, from the collective on a very um, Yeah, in pretty profound ways. And so when you're asking that individual to shift that energy, sometimes going back into the vastness of being is a little bit more challenging because the outer landscape is so loud to them, right? But that said, let's go into the vastness of being and let's start expanding out from there so that that becomes like a a focal point. As far as the, the fear and the anxiety and the stress around even using some kind of pharmaceuticals, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm an inclusive kind of person, energetically inclusive. So there, I'm not, I would never say that, you know, um, that one should not use something that is actually of support for them, it's I don't see the world through that lens. Um, what I will say are a couple things in this case. One, the before you before you go down the more allopathic route, you might want to consider uh, a skilled homeopath. So, um, and if you um, If you email me, I can say, if you don't have one and you email me, I can give you the name of a skilled homeopath. Um, He was actually very supportive to me when my whole system was kind of going awry. So, um, So I would consider that first. The second thing is if you choose to go down that more allopathic route, before you ever seek out that person You just simply want to set the intention again from the inside out, that that person is willing to support you um, and has the intention of being of short-term support instead of having the intention of um, showing you what they know. (laughs) I guess is the best way to say it, right? You're seeking someone who has a particular intention behind the use of medication, an empowering intention, instead of seeking somebody who just wants to, quote unquote, prove to you that they can um, neutralize those feelings and experiences by medicating, yeah? So, but the, for whatever reason, I'm just really picking up a homeopath or at least trying that route first for you. Um, It's powerful medicine and it's also works really well for people who have very subtle energy fields. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so this question is, uh, their son, who is 22, nonverbal autistic, is here, and he wants you to know: Hearing starts with ready user. Yes. Our, <laughs> Thank you. Our family has just started the online awesomeness program as Kate has been leading us in this process of change. What can you? What can we do as a family to support Cade more?
0: Um. Uh Kate and I are just gonna have a good laugh here for a second, hold on a minute. Um, allow the consideration that Kate is supporting you. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> I, sorry to be brief, but... Um, Yeah, as you go through that process, let's assume that the words that you're hearing in that process are Cade's way of supporting you, Cade's way of opening you. And I know you already know this. Um, That's why you're part of that process in the first place. But um, there's just, and Cade will confirm this with you or not, but there's just so much yet to be explored and offered and um, and Kate's yeah Kate's opportunity to offer that to you just by his presence alone is um, is pretty profound. So um, open, 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 open <laughs> yeah. It's quite a journey ahead of you. I'm excited for you guys,
1: yeah. Okay, we're almost out of time. So I'll read this last question and then you can add any remarks. Okay. Uh, What do you suggest for OCD behavior? I seem to be processing overwhelmed by pulling out my hair and have not been able to stop doing that for 30 years. Mm -hmm. How do I get out of the mindset that this is all about us? Thank you.
0: One thing that is good to understand is that we're all becoming more and more energetically sensitive. And so if you already are um, an energetic, a highly energetically sensitive person, of course you're gonna pull in the collective insanity and that collective insanity can literally make you pull your hair out quite literally. You know, it's, it's a literal. Um, that said, Although we're always gonna start in the vastness of our being, the core of our own being and broadcasting that out for our own stability. We also have to understand that OCD behaviors are always an attempt to, um, they're like strategies to negotiate the vast amount of information and energy that's coming through us let's call that OCD behavior, um, a capacity. Even though I know it's an uncomfortable capacity, it's, it's really an attempt to negotiate all of that energy. So if we're attempting to negotiate all of that energy, sometimes we also might need a little bit of support in doing that. So energetic support goes from the vastness of our being out, But the other thing I am picking up for you as well, I'm also picking up homeopathy for you. It just feels like there needs to be a little bit of, um, it's like with so much information coming in for so long and you being so saturated in that information for such a long period of time, it's almost like your body needs a little bit of a rest or all, a little bit of a reset so that it doesn't naturally and organically go into that same cycle, what you're calling an OCD behavior, it doesn't naturally and organically go into that same cycle. So again, um, I would, um, I, you're just, you're flagging homeopathy um, for me as well. And it's just a subtle enough, let's say medicine to reorient the the energetics of the body. So the body has a little bit of a rest. And when the body has a little bit of a rest, then you have the opportunity to see that anybody who had as much information as you have going through you from the collective would be pulling out their hair as well, right? Um, So yeah, so let, um, and Sharon, I don't know, do you have Liam's, uh, do you have Liam's details? I'll put it in Right. right now
1: while you finish talking.
0: Okay, so that way we can just put it in there. Liam McClintock is just the homeopath that I've been using and intermittently, but he was the one that really was supportive Of me after my whole system was getting reoriented. Um, He's good at what he does. Um, And I know there are others as well, but he could, he might be a good resource for people. So I hope that's helpful yeah
1: if anybody it's going to take me a minute to grab his info so if anybody wants that information just send an email at Sharon at com, and I'll send you his info um do you have any closing remarks now that we're out of time okay. I do have a couple of questions that we didn't quite get to I have them saved we can ask them next time
0: okay yeah yeah let's let's do that and um let's uh Let's just look at the overall energy um, and see if there's any closing remarks and then we can kind of go from there. So again, um, you know, we've just within the collective of this conversation, you know, we have a broad um, spectrum of energy. Um, that is available to all of us, and there's a broad spectrum of energy that's available from the outside in, but again, we are we are more vast in our totality than than that. So this reversal of this reversal of energy, this going back, just where we started this conversation, let's spend moments, even if it's just here or there, doesn't have to be meditation, just out walking, just reconnect with, with the vastness within, right? And sometimes when you connect with the vastness or the essence or the purity, um, the, the source self even within, the all that is within. Sometimes when you connect with that, you can very quickly feel like there is no thing and everything available to you, right? And so we just wanna practice that connection, that reorientation back to ourselves over and over again, back to not who we think we are, but what we actually are. You know, that expansive, energetic field of consciousness that we actually are. It's a really great reference point to cultivate right now. And when the mind says, well, you can't be sitting around or cultivating the vastness of being. there's a lot of you know stuff going on in the world. Just quiet the mind again. Just let the let the mind uh, quiet down. Let, let's give it the command to just quiet and move back into that vastness. Again, not all day, every day, just just moments at a, at a time is all it's going to take to reverse this energetic patterning so that you more um, acutely, astutely start living from that place instead of living from the outside in. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, there's a like a reorientation going on here right now, kind of spontaneously. So let me just watch it for just a second and then we'll close out here. Okay, can I have that? Mm-hmm. Okay, right, yeah. And notice right now, just notice, are you up in your bodies? Like I can feel myself even now, right now, it's like the volume of energy is is pretty vast and so we have a tendency to kind of rise up and out of our bodies. You know, this goes back to the question about almost like fear of success. So fear of success in the physical world is one thing, but but fear of, let's say, uh, energetic embodiment or fear of, of the, let's say, the success of our own sovereignty, the success of our own grounded, Presence and essence, the success of reverting back to what we actually are, you know, the ocean instead of the waves, that can be a little unnerving to different aspects of ourselves, too. So just notice if you're up and high in your bodies. And if you are, we're just going to come down even below the heart here. And see if you can, see if you can put your attention point, even maybe as low as that hip girdle, come to rest in your own creativity, in that which creates from you. There we go. There we go. Yeah, and it'll bounce up. It'll kind of back and forth. But again, just breathe your way right down into that pelvic girdle. M- you know, male body, female body, irrelevant. It's like this is the seat of our creativity or our capacity to create from what we actually are. There we go, all right, all right impromptu little energy session (laughs) so thank you so much for being here i really appreciate that you all showed up and um i will see you um later in the month hopefully lots of love bye